The Bible tells us there are three sources of authority in the world. The home, the church, and the government. That's what it takes to have an orderly society. When those three organizations, the home, the church, and the family are working correctly, we have a society which is pleasing to God. Uh, we have uh, order, we have, we have uh, help in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, in the midst of difficulty in time. Uh, that's the basis for an orderly society. Uh, we are in part five of our series on the Ten Commandments. Uh, we're looking at these words on ten values that build strong lives. Today we look at commandment five in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, I look around the room in this service, and I recognize that a lot of this sermon is probably going to go, we say, well, okay, you know, it's kind of hard for me to do that. You know, my mom and dad are gone. Uh, however, what you can do, I'm going to give you some pastoral advice. Make sure when you leave here today, or tell Marcy you want a copy of this sermon to give to your children. Okay? Uh, that, that's how this can help you, okay? And they can give it to their children uh, because it still has practical advice for us. And hopefully as we come to the end of it, maybe there will be something that will help you. But today we're going to talk about honoring your parents. Uh, what does that look like? You know, we are to honor the position of parenthood. You'll notice in this passage, it doesn't have a time limit. There's no age limit. It doesn't say children honor your parents. It says honor your parents. That's what it says. So, so as we look at that, the first thing we've got to ask is why did God give this commandment? I mean, when he's sitting there and giving the Ten Commandments, why did he single this one out? Why did he put this one kind of as the bridge to the next five? Why did he do that? Well, first, because there are no perfect parents. I hate to burst your bubble. But you're not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect parent. Uh, just ask my children. They will tell you I'm not a perfect parent. And I tell them they're not perfect children. So I get back at them that way. There are no perfect parents. Even the best of us have our weaknesses. Even when we think we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong. The Bible says this truth is, is in one succinct statement. All have sinned. Everyone has sinned. That means even the best parent has sinned in this world. Several years ago, I was walking through, a, I think, a Barnes & Noble or one of those bookstores, and I noticed a book, and it said, I'm dysfunctional, you're dysfunctional. I said, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, that's pretty much it. However, I did think at one time I was the only person in the world that came from a non-dysfunctional non family. And I thought that made me dysfunctional because I wasn't like everybody else. But the fact of the matter is, none of us are perfect and none of us come from a perfect family. So the first one is because there are no perfect parents. Second, because respect for authority begins at home. This is a critical lesson. And I think it's one that's, that's too, too much missing in the world in which we live 
today. This is a critical lesson that we need to teach our children and it needs to be passed down to their children. You see, how well we behave in the home, how well we respond to authority in home is going to affect your authority, your, your relationships in school, in career, and all other relationships that you have. It's going to affect you. The child that, that says, nobody tells me what to do, they're going to have a hard time in life. They're going to have a hard time keeping a job. They're going to have a hard time maintaining relationships when they have that. So they learn in, in, in a family setting that there are some things you do. There are some things you have to learn to do. You know, sometimes, I tell my kids this all the time, even now, even as they're adults, I say, sometimes you just do what you're supposed to do. You just do it because that's what you're supposed to do. And sometimes, whether you want to do it or not, you are to do it. So, because there's no perfect parents, because respect for authority begins at home. And finally, because how I relate to my parents will affect every other relationship. Your style of relating to your mom and dad, your style of relating to your parents, sets out in the home. That's where you begin to learn. Uh, when you act like you do, in the relationship that you were in, when you react like you do in, in your marriage, many of you are you're doing it because you're still reacting to your parents. Many marriages have been ruined because children have not reconciled with their parents or because of the way that the, they had that relationship with, the, with their parents. Uh, surveys say that, that people who get along with their parents have far less stress in their lives. You know how it works. What? You're just like my mother. Or, well, you're just like my dad. The minute we say that, it's because that relationship we had with our mom, that relationship we've had with our dad, affects the relationship we have with our spouse or our children. So that's the reason God gave this commandment. He said, man, you've got to get this one right. If you want to have an orderly society, a society that, that, that functions in the home, in the church, in the government, this is foundational. You've got to get this right. You have to understand how this is. So that's why God gave the commandment. So the question we have to ask is, how am I to honor my parents? Well, it depends on which stage of life that you are in. Obviously, a two-year-old is going to treat a lot different than somebody who's 82. Uh, it's going to be differently. So first, as a child, you honor your parents by respecting them. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It says, obey them. It says, obey them willfully, pleasantly, and immediately. Temporary, temporary disobedience is total disobedience. You need to obey them immediately. Why? Because God says, children, obey your parents. As long as you are under your parents' roof, you are to obey them. Hear me on that. As long as you are depending upon your parents to provide for your livelihood, you are to obey your parents. You're depending upon them. They provide your food, your housing, your shelter, maybe your medical care. You are to obey your parents. You're dependent upon them, and because you are dependent upon them, they have the right to call the shots in your life. Uh, they have that responsibility. When you're on your own, that's a different issue. I remember my oldest daughter who went off to school for a little while, and then she came back home, and, and she moved in with us. And I said, okay, here's the rules. 
and I laid it out. Rule one is you got to go to church. That's it. This is, this is, if you're not going to go to church, then you can't live with us. Now, you didn't have to go, to, she didn't have to go to the church that I went to, but she had to go to church. At that time, I wasn't pastoring at that time. I was working as a chaplain, and we went to a church, and she chose to go to the church my grandparents, her grandparents went to. But that was a rule in our house, and we had other, other things as well. But that was primary rule number one. They had to be in church. You know, you know why? Because she depended upon me to have a roof over her head, to provide for her education, to provide for her food. I had the right to expect that of her as my child. So as a, as a child, you honor your parents by respecting them. Second, as a young person, you honor your parents by accepting and appreciating them. The older you get, the more you start seeing the faults in your parents the more you start seeing the, the little errors in, in their ways. Uh, the Bible says you are to accept them in spite of that. You are to accept them in spite of the chinks in their armor. You are to accept them in, in, in spite of the flaws that might be in, in their character. Why do you do that? Uh, well, you know, they're your parents. Some of you say, well, I don't have a choice. Well, guess what? Neither do they. Yeah, I mean, uh, they're your parents. You didn't have a choice who your parents were. And unless you're adopted, they didn't have a choice who their kids were. So you're kind of stuck together. Uh, you don't have any other options. Uh, that's the way it, it works out. You know, it, it, accepting them and appreciating them doesn't mean that you're, you're pretending that they are perfect because they're not. It doesn't mean that you ignore the mistakes in their life. It doesn't mean that you're going to agree with all they do or everything they tell you to do. Acceptance means realizing that God used them to bring you into the world. That's the first thing you got to understand. God used your parents to bring you into the world. They gave you something that nobody else could give you. They gave you life. Regardless of their parenting skills, regardless of whether they were good parents, uh, mediocre parents, or bad parents, they gave you something that nobody else could ever give you, life. God chose your parents to bring you in to this world. So if nothing else, if nothing else, you accept them because you realize how God used them to bring you into this world. So you accept them. Second, acceptance means listening to what they have to say. If you're out on your own, you're, you're, not, you're not necessarily under their authority, but that doesn't mean you shut them out. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22 says, listen to your father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother. Listen to your father. Don't despise your mother. You see, you can be, you can disagree with your parents without being disagreeable with your parents. You can do that. It's a common courtesy that, that, you, that you listen to them. That doesn't mean you have to accept their advice, but you at least listen to their advice. You at least accept their counsel in that situation. You are to do that for them. Acceptance also means forgiveness. You know, the fact of the matter is that we often get hurt by those who love us the most. We're around them more. We see them more. Uh, we get hurt by those who love us the most, intentionally or unintentionally. 
we get hurt. But the fact of the matter is, because we want to honor our parents, and, and honoring means accepting and, and appreciating them, we seek to give them forgiveness, no matter what they may have done. You see, you honor your parents when you forgive them, and, and you choose to focus on what they did right. Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 11 says this, Rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. Most of us take our parents for granted. We just assume, well, they'll always be there. You know, some of you may have had super parents, like my mom and dad. They're super parents because they put up with me. Uh, they had to be super parents to put up with me. Uh, you know, uh, and to make matters worse, they put up with my brothers. So, you know, I was an angel compared to them. Uh, you know, <laughs> if they were here, they would tell you the same thing. Yeah, my brothers weren't angels. Uh, so, it, that you, you appreciate them. Whether they were super parents or not super parents, you appreciate them. There's at least two things you can appreciate about your parents. First, you can appreciate their effort. You know, raising kids is a difficult task. It is a hard responsibility. It requires a lot of energy on the part of being a parent. I think there's a reason you have children when you're young. Because, uh, you know, you've got the energy, you've got the time uh, to do that. I think, uh, you know, they, you, you take a, if you go out in your yard, you cut a tree down. And you flip it over, you see the rings in the tree. They say when the rings are smaller is a time of stress in the life of the tree. I think for parents, we judge stress by the numbers of gray hair they have on their head. I didn't have any gray hair until my oldest daughter turned 13. And then like one night I woke up and it's all gray the next day. Uh, I think uh, uh, we use that as humor, but, but I think there's a lot of truth in that because they bring stress upon our life. When was the last time you thanked your parents just for putting up with you? I mean, who else would have? Stop and think about it. Who else would have put up with you all those years that wasn't your parents? We need to tell our parents how much we appreciate their effort. Second, you can appreciate their sacrifice. It is expensive to raise children in this day and age. I read something a few weeks ago that said that when a, when a child is born and a parent is immediately $250,000 in debt. Imagine that. Imagine that. Before you ever have the baby, you're $250,000. That means I'm a million dollars in debt. I will never get out of debt. Just imagine the cost of parenting. Somebody once said a father is somebody who carries pictures where he used to have money. I read about a family who was going into the church directory to get their pictures made for the church directory. And the father said, hey, why don't we this time, to make this more original, have my sons with their hands in my pocket. <laughs> he said that would make it more lifelike. You know, there's a lot of truth in, in, in that situation. I never have money in my pocket because if I have money, I'm going to be giving it out. That's why I carry a debit card. Uh, they can't use that. It's my money. It's not yours. Don't take it from me. So we, we, we you know, when a, when a couple decides, you know, to have children, they are, you know, they're giving up a lot. Think about the things that your parents could have done if they have not had you. They might have taken that vacation they always wanted to. They might have bought that house that they always wanted to. Or they might have bought that fancy car that they wanted to. But instead, they chose to have you. 
and maybe your brother and your sister. Think of the sacrifice they made to bring you into this world. Good or bad. You, 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 we appreciate their effort. We appreciate their sacrifice. So as a young person, you honor your parents by accepting and appreciating them. As a child, you honor your parents by respecting them. As an adult, you honor your parents by affirming them and not abandoning them. The older our parents get, the less respect they receive. Their friends begin to die off. We had several funerals last week. And as we sat there and I looked around at the funeral, you realize that, you know, some of them were a little larger than others, but in some, you know, they lived so long that there wasn't anybody left at their funeral. Maybe their children, if they had some. But as a, as a, as a parent gets older, all their friends are buying, dying off. All the people they knew are, are no longer there. You know, they're no longer wanted in the marketplace. Their skills are no longer valued. Their skills are no longer wanted. They're no longer appreciated by society. Their children have their own family. Amen, right? Children have their own family. They're making a career. They're paying a mortgage. They're doing the things that you did for them that they now are supposed to be learning how to appreciate because, oh, man, Mom, I don't know how you did it. You know, they have responsibilities of their own. And so as a result, as, a, as a, an elderly parent, you begin to live a lonely life. Parents need to feel they may have made a positive contribution in your life. Uh, they need to feel that you still value them and that you haven't forgot about them. How do you do that? You do it by staying in touch. You do, you do it by, by staying in touch with, with your parents. One of the things I've, I've learned about myself, and I don't, I don't like it, but when I lived in Illinois, I called my mom and my dad once a week. I live here, I may go three weeks without calling them. I'm a bad son. Why? Because they only live 45 minutes away. But the problem is I'm not going and seeing them either. Yesterday I was at prayer meeting. And I said, okay, after, because I've got this, I've got, my wife's got this new car that I can make phone calls on my car. I don't have to, I can do it hands-free. I said, this is so cool. I'm going to try this out. And so I said, I'm going to call them on the way home uh, after prayer meeting. They called me during prayer meeting because they haven't heard from me. And so they beat me to the punch. Maybe it's a God thing. I'm not for sure. But, uh, you know, I, I felt guilty and, and I, needed to, I needed to check on my mom and my dad. You know, we need to, we need to stay in touch. Your, 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 your parents need to, need to know that, that, you're still, that, that they're still significant in your life. They, they want to share your life with you. I tell, I tell younger, to, to tell your parents how much they mean to you. Tell your parents how much you appreciate them. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 27 says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to act. The Bible says do the right thing by your parents. You know, instead of sending flowers to your mom and dad's funeral, why don't you send flowers to them while they're alive? The flowers won't do them any good at their death. The flowers aren't for them. They're for you. Why not just send them out of the blue, send them some flowers and say, hey, mom, dad, I appreciate you. I want you to know how much I appreciate you. You know, uh, you know you, as, as an older adult, you, you, you affirm them by listening to their counsel. 
They want you to listen to them. At least listen. It doesn't mean you have to take their counsel. It doesn't mean you have to take their advice, but at least listen to it. And I think that includes in-laws. I know that hurts. But it includes your in-laws. We have perfect examples in the Bible of of people that listen to their in-laws. Moses listened to his father-in-law, Jethro. Ruth listened to her mother-in-law, Naomi. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Naomi. We, we have those examples. You know, they have wisdom. They have insight that, that they, can, they can depart to you because in many ways, the boneheaded decisions you're going to make today, they've already made them. So learn from their experience. Don't do that. I've already done it. So we, we, we listen to their counsel. We listen to their advice. We seek it out when we can. And also honor them means not, not abandoning them in their old age. The Bible says one of the greatest demonstrations of our faith is the way we take care of the elderly. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That's pretty hard words. And that's New Testament stuff. If we don't take care of those closest to us, we're no better than a pagan. We're no better than an unbeliever. And there's a shameful tragedy in the world today that our elderly are being discarded, our elderly are being abandoned, our elderly are not being taken care of the way they, they, they should be. Many are thinking when, when they become too old that it's the government's responsibility. Let me tell you something. It's not the government's responsibility to take care of our parents. It's our responsibility. But we've relegated it to the government. You see, that the cycle of the family is this way. When, when you're a little baby, that, that they, they feed, uh, that they, they bathe, and they clean you. And when your parents get older, you might need to feed, bathe, and care for them. That's the cycle. That's the cycle of life. That's the way God made it. It might mean many different things. It might mean driving over your mom and dad's house and changing the oil in the car. Or just driving it down and getting gas in the car for them. It might mean that they have to to live in your home for a time being. Maybe they can no longer live by themselves and you make room for them in your house. They need to live with you. It might mean that you have to hire a nurse to come and sit with them, stay with them in their home. And yes, tragedy, it may mean that you have to provide a place that can provide them 24-hour care. But it's your responsibility to help them. Many are facing this issue in, in life today. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4 says, they should put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents for this is pleasing to God. Taking care of the elderly, taking care of our parents, that's repaying them, and that's pleasing to God. It honors God. For some of you, this is a painful message. I recognize that. It's easy to to talk about honoring your parents when your your parents are, are, are good, when your parents are godly. It's easy. But it's more difficult when you've been mistreated. 
when you've been abused, when you've been forsaken. Jesus has some words for you, for those parents. Jesus says anybody that offends one of these little ones, it's better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown in the bottom of the ocean. God does not honor those who mistreat the little ones, those who are most precious. I don't know what this passage has to say about abortion. I guess it depends on your view of life. The thing that's always amazed me about this issue is when, an, when a person's heart stops beating, they are pronounced dead. Why are they not pronounced alive when the heart starts beating? I can't figure that out. But, but you know, I'm kind of just logical that way. I'm sure in politics it's much more complicated than that. But God says, it's better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and thrown into the bottom of the ocean. So what does God expect from you? You were abused. You were mistreated. You were abandoned. What does God say? He doesn't want you to gloss over it. He doesn't want you to deny the pain. He doesn't want you to repress it. He doesn't want you to make excuses. He doesn't want you to fake it. He wants you to face it head on and deal with it. The only way to get past the pain with this is to deal with it. You're still angry. You need to talk to your family. You need to talk with your friends. You need to make peace with this. Some of you need to prayerfully have a conference with your parents. You need to face the issue. You need to go before them and say, Mom, Dad, maybe separately, maybe together. Said, I want to forgive you for the way you treated me. And I want to make this right. And you talk to them about it and you tell them how they treated you and how you feel about it. But then you say, but I want you to know, I forgive you and I want to chart a new course of a relationship with you today. And you move forward. They may, they may need that in their own life. And you definitely need that in your own life. I know it's scary but you cannot get on with your life until you get over this. Because what will happen, that cycle that you have of abuse and abandonment and mistreatment will pass down to your children and to their children. Break the cycle today. Break the cycle today. So some of you, you can't talk to your parents. Probably most of you in this room, you can't talk to your parents. But it doesn't take away the fact that you were hurt, you were abused, you were abandoned. It doesn't change that fact. What do you need to do? You need to seek out a counselor. You need to seek out a Christian friend and, and at least talk through this. It will, it will help you deal with that situation. Share your pain with someone so that you can work through this process. Only God knows the pain you feel. But hear me on this. He knows and He cares and He can help you. That's a, something he is an expert at. There's another group in this, this room today. You've been abandoned by your parents. The Bible says honor your parents. It says honor the position, not the personality. That's what he's telling us. 
It's hard for you because your parents were divorced. And in this day and age when 50% of society is disrupted by divorce, remember we said at the beginning, we got to get this home stuff right in order to have an orderly society. Home, church, government. But when 50% of marriages today are being dissolved by divorce, guess what? We're not ever going to get the home straightened out, which probably means we're not going to get the church straightened out, which probably means we're not going to get the government straightened out because we haven't got the first one right. So some of you, you know, you come out of divorce and your parents pitch you against one another and make you have to choose mom or make you have to choose dad. Like I said, you honor the position, not the personality. And for those of you who are abandoned by your parent, by a father, by a mother, or maybe by both, I want you to know that God has a special word for you. God assumes greater responsibility for you than he does for those who have a mother and a father. He says, I will be a father to the homeless. I will be a father to the hopeless. I will be a father to the helpless. I will be a father to you who feel like you've been abandoned. I will be a father to you who feel like you've been left out. I will be a father to you who feel like you're, you're not loved. God says, I assume responsibility for you. And God will never abandon you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. He will always be there. As a matter of fact, he says, please call me daddy. That's what that word Abba means, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. Crawl up into the arms of God and say, God, I love you, Father, I love you, Daddy, I love you. He will not forsake you. He is with you always to the very end of the age. God understands, and all you have to do is ask for help. In your hearts, say something like this. God, I want to forgive my parents. I want to forgive them and I want to forge a new relationship with them and I want to move forward and I want to get past this in my life. God, I need you to help me. I need you to empower me. God, I need you to help me forgive them. And today, Father, I, I, I want to be a part of your family. I've tried to make it in my family, but it still hasn't brought the satisfaction and the desire and, and, and the love that I need. So I want to be a part of your family. So Father, would you forgive me for my sins? Would you forgive me for my failures? And would you adopt me into your family through the shed blood of Jesus Christ? Lord, I want to be a part of your family and I want to spend eternity with you. Some of you need to do that this morning. You need to ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. That's why God, that's why Jesus came. He came from heaven to earth to show us the way. From the cross to the grave, a debt to pay. Why? Because you couldn't pay it yourself. I want you to know that God loves you. And he's your father. And he only wants what's best for you. For some of you, you need to recognize, I know God, you have a plan. You have a purpose for my life. God, help me to experience that plan, experience that purpose. Remove the, the, the past from me and give me a new future. I am not going to be a victim of my upbringing. Instead, Father, I want to be a victor over my upbringing. 
Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Make me whole and help me to live for you. Some of you need to do that today. For others of you, it's too late for you to personally forgive your parents. Could you ask God, say, God, help me to forgive them in my heart. Value the good times that you had with them and not the bad. Those are the things that you need to live on. So whatever decision you need to make, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond. Would you stand as Kip comes to lead us?